Hello and welcome back to another episode of the FPL Hit or Quit podcast. We have just finished up game week 20 and now we're going to be looking forward to game week 21. Um, let's start with you, Facundo. How did your game week go in a game week? I'm not looking habits? forward to game week 21, bro. <laughs> that was probably <laughs> the worst fucking week of my life. I remember, I remember last podcast I was saying I was hyped for this week. I don't know what the hell happened. So the average points is for this week is 32. I got 33. Um, virtually no one returned. I got an Antonio assist. I got a Grealish goal and a Stones clean sheet. And then on my bench, I had Burke finally return. And it was off my bench. He was last on my bench. And Kilman, who I would have never started. Um, yeah, practically everyone blanked. Fernandez blank, Salah blank, Rashford blank. <clears throat> and Kane now got injured, blanked too. So my team is not looking very good right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, I also benched Kilman. Um which I mean, I just didn't, I didn't know who thought he would have started and to uh, for also Wolf to keep that clean sheet. But um, I did a little better this week uh, than Facundo over here. Um, but I'm also quite disappointed overall. Um, I started really, really well the first day. Cancelo, goal assist, clean sheet, 17 points. Susek scores a brace, gets two, uh, 15 points. Antonio got that assist. But then after that, one pointers or two pointers for everyone else. Um, Bruno captain, uh, he also blanked, Salah blanked. Like, and like you said, Kane came off injured, Son blanked. Bro, your Suchek got like half my entire points. <laughs> you can't complain. Yeah, but like, I, like I, I, I got a re- high return from the players you didn't expect and like all blanks from the players you expected to do something. Yeah, it seemed like it was that way. Like a lot of the um, niche players returned, and it seems like everyone in our league has those exact players because I shot way down. I'm pretty fucked right now in terms of the league. Yeah, now you're down here ninth with me, bro. Tied on points. My guy. I already told you, don't get too ahead of yourself. You played your wild card, you played your bench boost. I'm still confident, boys. All right, all right. I'm shooting two points ahead. What, what? But you guys realize we're like on our, on our league, we're like all together right now. It's like Io, me, and Ahmed. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're like neck and neck right now. Yeah, it's it's looking looking like a tasty title race we got. I mean, and we're only like seventy five points off the top, more or less. So, and I just realized Rowie went down from first. He's at second now. That's crazy. Yeah, we have a new leader. leader. Since like game week one, I think it's the first time it's changed. Shout wow, out Yo, he's top 25k. That's crazy. That's, the, yeah, that's, that's, awesome. that's my cousin over there. Shout out <laughs> your cousin, bro. Why didn't you get the, the good FPL DNA? I don't know, man. He's been doing well, though. <laughs> we all aim to emulate uh, Io's cousin. Yep. We should bring him on into the pod one day. Definitely, bro. Definitely. Anyways, I got 53 points, so just just slightly better than UIO, but it was a wild card week, so I was pretty hopeful going into this week. Obviously, the Bruno captain really let me down, as it did most of us. Yeah, just a blank and a horrible performance from United against Sheffield. Well, who would have called that? But um, I was just going to say, what the hell was that? <laughs> Man, yeah, United, not, what the hell? Let's just not talk about it. 
<laughs> no, I, we have to. As much as I don't want to, because I had Rashford and Bruno. What the fuck was that? That was terrible. Yeah. But to be fair, Sheffield now in that game, they kind of look like the old Sheffield, you know, like the one from last season. Whatever they look like, they still have no chance of staying in the league. So <laughs> they're already like... Yeah, but good... who knows? Maybe if they can start putting some form together, a lot of their players are kind of cheap right now. You never know. Maybe they'll pull like a Leicester 2014 where they, you know, made the impossible happen. Went from like dead last to survival. Yeah, I guess it could be, but I wouldn't... I wouldn't get any <laughs> Sheffield players personally. That's all you... That's it's a Sheffield fan's dream, bro. And they are playing Man City away next, so uh, I wish them luck. I wish them luck. Captains the options in that game, but I guess we'll get yeah, to that. Sure. Anyway, so I got Cancelo in, but obviously he did great. He got the goal assist, clean sheet. And I've had a feeling he had a haul coming, so I'm glad it happened to be the same week I got him in. But this also happened to be the same week I got rid of Trent, who also <laughs> got a goal assist. So really not that much Big of a L. job there. On top of that, I did take out Rafinha, who took out, got a goal and assist, and I got rid of Dawson, who got a goal, surprisingly. So, the wild card, as usual, regrets. Did you check what you would have gotten if you didn't play a wild card? I don't want to know, man. I really don't. <laughs> the thing is, I'm much happier now with my team going forward. I, I was always going to get rid of De Bruyne. I always wanted to bring Bruno in. I wanted to bring Cancelo in. So, like, I'm Calvert-Lewin as well, like, I have a lot more depth now in my wild card. I really focused on my depth because in a season like this, I realized like I can't follow the same rules I've been following all these years about going cheap on my bench. So I, I have a full beefed out bench, three like playing players, which also left me with a benching dilemma this week. And I kind of got it wrong. I benched, I benched Harvey Barnes this week. I did get the assist, but I mean, it was that's the same. Him. Like, that's the same as my keeper thing, man. Yeah, the keepers are tough. Huh? I mean, I still didn't go with rotating keepers. I, I stayed with, uh, what do you call it? One, two, two West Brom keepers, actually. That's what I'm going with. But The thing is, I don't think you can be too upset with a wild card because I think a wild card is more like a long-term thing, you know? Exactly, yeah, exactly. Sure. I'm happy I got Bruno in. I think he'll still do well in the future. Cancelo. Sterling got me 11 points, which was great. Grealish got me 8. Just nice to see as people start bringing him out a little bit. Now he's not owned by like literally everyone, so that was nice. I was disappointed Reese James didn't play. Yeah, that was, I mean, Tuchel like really mixed up the squad a lot. He did a lot of shuffling. I feel like I, I would have liked that Reese James assist. I mean, that Reese James clean sheet, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, a lot of blanks as well. Bamford really disappointed this week. He only played fifty nine minutes. I was really expecting big things from him against Newcastle. Yeah, I broke Bamford. Broke. Ever since I got him, he hasn't done shit. Well, yeah. Take him out then. Yeah, bro. Get him I, out. I, I can't. I have other him. problems right now, bro. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I have problems coming up. Yeah. Overall, pretty pretty good week, though, I'd say. I thing you mentioned about Reese James, I have a bone to pick with Reese James. I've already been kind of talking shit about Reese James in the last uh-huh. podcast. Hasn't done shit since I got him. Uh, and now, Chelsea finally keep a clean sheet. And he's not involved at all. So I'm so done with this dude. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Yeah, he's so fucking part. annoying. Uh, that said, I wouldn't get rid of him this week. He has Burnley at home next. And you never know until she'll shuffle the back line around. He could easily do it. Although Aspie did have a decent game. So I'm a bit nervous. I can't lie. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of changes to the Chelsea lineup coming out. So I don't think 
uh, Chelsea assets right now are very viable. Not like they were before, but yeah. now I would avoid more than ever because you never know who he's going to yeah. you know, play. Uh, Giroud played instead of Tammy, so that was a yeah. weird one as well. It would be a great one, but Chelsea do have a great run of fixtures, you have to admit. So... I don't know. Might work out for somebody. Just yeah, but maybe me. maybe just wait a week. You know, just wait for this game week. See what he does. Maybe keeps the yeah. same players. Put some new players in. See how they play. Um, and then we'll see what might might be a better estimate. Yeah. Ayo, why don't you uh, take us into some differentials? Yeah. So interesting enough, this is our record week in terms of total points between the three of us. Um, wow. We reached twenty six points. 14 of those points were scored by Gundogan. Very nice, Facundo. Yeah, that's right. You boys were bullying me last week. (laughs) Finally, you guys awoke the beast. Now, going to make the biggest comeback of 2021. Man, we have to talk about this guy. Gundogan's been on some stupid form. Ridiculous. KDB, bro. He's better than KDB ever was. <laughs> like, I scored like seven goals in eight games. Like what? No, okay, what to be fuck? fair, I know I picked him up for differential, but I never expected that. That was crazy. He's like a prime Yaya Toure, like with some Aaron Ramsey and him just scoring goals from midfield like it's fucking easy. Yeah, man, it's he's ridiculous. doing everything for City right now. Yeah, this guy's this guy's on a madness. He only played 51 minutes too. He could have got the hat trick if you if you let him play it out. I bet. Oh, too. So, he didn't finish the game. Yeah, I could totally... I mean, at least now we know for sure he's playing the next game with that, all that rest he got. So, honestly, he's still a great pick. At 5.7, you cannot go wrong with this guy right now. Yeah, absolutely. And he's relatively low-owned still. So, if you have him and he scores, you're making up a lot of points on the people above you. That's a great point. It's only 13% owned. Well, yeah. maybe it's time to I'm bring I'm sure he's going to start rising quickly as well. So... Like you can't go wrong for 5.7, bro. It's no, I'm saying, I'm saying like a lot of people are going to start turning their heads to him. So, like, if you want to get on him early before that price rises, for sure. At that price, I think if he keeps it up, this is like Lundstrom levels of value. You have like a starting midfielder KDB level for like 5.7 mil. That's insane. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. That is crazy stuff. I just got him. I already made my transfers, and now I find out Kane's injured for like a couple of weeks, so I'm screwed. But it's worth it because Gundogan right now looks insane. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Sheffield at home next, great fixture. Yeah, I mean we'll get yeah. into that later. Um, we say this until Pep rotates, and then he doesn't play a single minute next week, and then we're all screwed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, back to the differentials for this week. Um, I had Sterling, who got 11, and then Ahmed got a whopping one-pointer from Cavani coming off the bench. Um, I got this. I'm contributing. So for the next week, for this week, um, I'm going to bring in Ayosi Perez. Um, Leicester are playing against Leeds, who have been... I mean, they finally won a game, but still. I, I don't trust that Leeds defense and... Um, with the form that Leicester are in, I think uh, Ayosi Paris up front uh, as a substitute for Vardy uh, could be a great option to make some points. Yeah, that's a huge differential, less than 1% owned. And yeah, as long as Vardy's out, he could be a good pick. How much is he I cost? already kind of gave my thoughts on this IO, but I don't rate the pick. I don't rate Ayosi Paris as a player. He has games, though. 
Yeah. He has, yeah, he has like one game every 20, I guess. He, he could be this one. But if it does, that would just be insane. Like, I will take your word for whoever your differential is. I will transfer them in every single week. <laughs> that yeah, said, right. Perez is also listed as a midfielder, and he's only $6 million. So I definitely see the upside here. And his next two are Leeds and Fulham. So could be a lot of goals coming for Leicester's, Leicester's way. Yeah. Not a horrible pick whatsoever in my We'll, we'll, we'll come back to this fact at, the, at next week's uh, podcast, and you can tell me how great I am. <laughs> yeah. I guess we we'll talked see. about this last year as well. Ayosi Perez was like listed as a mid playing striker. We all thought he was going to be crazy value. Everyone had him at the start of the season last year, and he was just a flop. Yeah. You know, he just scarred me, and I will never have him in my team. That's fair. That's fair. Anyways, for my pick, I went with Kai Havertz. I feel like out of the Chelsea performers, he, he was one of the better players for me. He caught in a lot of dangerous areas, and I definitely think he'll be starting the next game based on his last performance. I think the strikers will, could definitely get shuffled. Giroud was pretty trash. Also, the wingers, he left to figure out what he's doing there. But I think Havertz will be, will be in the starting lineup next week. And uh, playing Burnley at home, I feel like Tuchel would want to get to a winning start at home. I think he'll, he'll attack this fixture, and I think Howard's going to get amongst the goals. At 2.7% owns, I think. I think that's my pick. Burnley aren't any pushovers right now, though. They're playing quite well. Yeah, they're not They're not horrible, but... I mean, they just did just beat Villa, but... I, I, I still back this Chelsea team. And I Liverpool. Have um, I have to... I'm with back on this. I think Burnley uh, are proving themselves much stronger than we originally uh, thought. So... Um, mm. I don't and Chelsea who have been not unable to create chances. Um, I don't see this being a, an easy game for Chelsea at all. And I don't see it being high scoring either. I think if Chelsea wins, yeah. it's like a one nil, maybe two nil. Fair enough. What about you, Fukundo? Who's your pick this week? For me, I went for Richarlison, Everton playing Newcastle at home, and we all know how trash Newcastle are. Um, yeah, you got to target, like, the weak teams in the league, you know? So, um, Richarlison came back from a couple games out. I don't remember why he was out, but, you know, he played his first 90 minutes in, like, the first four game weeks, and Newcastle are terrible. I think Richarlison's a good alternative to Calvert-Lewin, uh, much less owned. So, if he scores, you make up a lot of ground. And, uh, yeah, last year I kind of made it a point to target the weak teams, and it usually worked for me, so... I mean, I don't know if I'll get Richarlison this week. Maybe with Kane out, I might. But, I mean, I have faith in Richarlison to maybe rack up a couple points in this game. Not a bad shot whatsoever. Definitely something I considered as well. Yeah, I like that pick. All right, we're back, and we're transitioning straight into the first fixture, which is Everton at home to Newcastle. What do you guys have lined up for this week for this game? Yeah, um, I think I'm, everyone in the world is predicting a Everton win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm you guys are on this. the Lipping boys, huh? Yeah, they have. Um, they've really, they've really lost the form that they had at the beginning of the season. They don't look creative at all. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put two 0 on Everton. Yeah, I have a similar, similar view on this. I have three 0 for Everton. I think Newcastle have nothing going for them. And also on top of that, Everton have looked pretty good recently defensively and and going forward they're improving too and yeah i mean they, they have their players back Calvert lewin's back yeah. richarlison is fit 
Uh, yeah. Hamas is also back, so. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely so looking, looking forward to a, a Dominic Cavalu and Hall this week. He's in my team for the first time this season, and I hope he, he repays me. him in now of all the times. Oh, my God. I brought him in last week for my wild card, to be fair. But, yeah, I think this is this is his time to come back and get the goals. Now with the whole team back fit, and I think they're on a nice win streak, so maybe he gets involved now. Yeah, that's fair enough. For me, I, I also predicted a 2-0 win. I think even though Newcastle are bad, they do play park the bus football and they play five at the back. So I don't think even though Everton are, you know, kind of free scoring right now, not kind of, not really. I don't see them scoring that many goals against Newcastle. I think they score the second goal and, you know, both teams are just um, not attacking. They kind of just happy with what they got. Newcastle will take a 2-0 loss any day instead of like a 5-0 loss. So I think 2-0. All right, fair enough. I mean... You think they'll take a tuna loss? <laughs> I mean, considering their form right now, I don't think Steve Bruce is the most ambitious of managers. So yeah. <laughs> he's probably gone after this game or if not the next one. Yeah, I guess we'll see. But I think they're definitely going to start thinking about relegation as a possibility and they're going to start getting more and more desperate as time goes on. But yeah, I think, I think Everton win this game comfortably. I think we all agree on that. Yeah, but then again, we all agreed on United winning last week, and look how that turned out. Yeah, that is a good point. The Premier League, you can never fully predict it. You know, there's always that one game. Maybe Newcastle you, get like a 1-0 win. You have to play the odds, though. Yeah, you have to play the odds, exactly. I'm yeah, that's true. But like, would you be shocked if Everton bottled it, basically? That's that's my logic. I would be pretty shocked. I'm really, I'm really high on Everton right now. I think they're playing really well. And I'm really, yeah. really low on you. <laughs> There's yeah, shit. I guess I'm just playing the contrarian. I mean, we all agreed 2-0 Everton. Fair enough. All right. This one, maybe, this next game, maybe we'll have some more disagreement. We have Palace at home to Wolves. I think both teams have been pretty bad. But um, I think I think I give Palace the edge here. I think Palace win this 1-1. One one. Interesting. Um, I, think it's a, I think this game is going to be very hard to predict. Um. I think with Wolves, it, it would be interesting to see if William Jose, their new signing, comes uh, comes into the starting eleven. Um, if he mm-hmm. does, I think that that might have a positive effect for Wolves. But um, I think Palace have proved themselves that they can score in the last game. They scored two goals. Um, yeah, I, I think I think um, I think in, I mean in terms of form, I'm leading against Palace, winning two one as well, like you said. But I wouldn't okay. be surprised if it were 2-1 the other way as well. All right. So, a nice Facundo answer where you can't lose either way, huh? Cheeky I mean, lad. for me, I thought I'm sticking now that they, they have William Jose, they, um, you know, maybe they get some more firepower because the main thing that's been lacking with Wolves is their goal scoring. So, I don't know. I'm, I, I still think both teams are on terrible form, so you can't really separate them. So, I'm going for a classic nice 1-1 draw. All right. Another realistic ending to that game. Yeah, I can see any of those results happening. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't get no defenders from either of these teams at the moment. Anyways, next up, a pretty big game. If you're a FPL player, you got Man City at home to Sheffield United. Best team in the league versus the worst team in the league. Home. What are you guys thinking? How does this game go for you guys? I think this game screams a nice classic pep rotation. 
where he just rotates the entire team, <laughs> plays like all the U23s for some reason, and screws us all over. Uh-huh. That being said, <laughs> I still think they win 3-0. <laughs> With the U23s or <laughs> uh, what are you thinking? Um, I'm with Facundo on this. I'm, I think 3-0. Um, I think this is gonna this game definitely has the an increased probability of having a little pep roulette. So um, I would be I would be scared to captain anyone in in this mm-hmm. game. But um, but I definitely see City taking this game home. Yeah. And more importantly, I do see City keeping a clean sheet in this game against Sheffield. Yeah, you see, know what, guys? I'm starting to think maybe Cancelo captain is my go-to this week because I don't think Cancelo gets rotated, Walker's injured or whatever. Yeah, that's a great, great point, actually. I can sell caps and a lot. Of, I heard a few people murmuring about caps on this last week, and imagine how they turned out. So, it's definitely not so far outside the realm of possibility. I mean, Best Sheffield United twice in a row. Sheffield United off a off a nice win against Man United. They're gonna be feeling very confident. They're gonna they're gonna want to get some more points on the board. But uh, I think City went four 0 I think. Four nil. Oh my guys. god! Yeah, I think Sheffield are just gonna. They might get a bit cocky. I think they might try and attack City a little bit, and I think City will 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 teach them a big lesson, give them a good spanking. And I think uh, I think Sterling looked good. I think a lot of their players looked good last game. They 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 somehow flowed very well even without KDB. So they were very I sharp. Think, yeah. I have to admit. I think they spanked Sheffield pretty well. Pretty nice but season. honestly, though, is Cancelo captain? Uh, like, it, I think it's a shout because he's playing so high up the pitch. He's essentially a midfielder. Like, don't let the mm-hmm. the FPL position fool you. He's essentially playing like center mid, even cam sometimes. Honestly, yeah, no, like, I, I'm I wouldn't be too opposed. And you might have just given me an, a nice idea, but um, yeah, because I, I, like, I, City is gonna hold the ball eighty percent of the game, in which uh-huh. Cancelo is gonna be like. You know, in those Trent areas in the final third, putting crosses, making making runs into the box as well. So it's it's not that absurd to like to think to that Kinsella could be a good choice as ca- of captain. I, and the I main thing is he's, he's rotation proof right now, bro. Yeah. Yeah, he seems pretty rotation proof at the moment. Yeah, I just switched my captain live on there. I went from Sterling to Cancelo. Facundo and I are you. You guys have sold me. I'm thinking Gonzalo is the move now. See, this is this is what sucks because I can't get any advantages now because I have to say every move I'm thinking. <laughs> Fuck my life, bro. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really thinking. Yeah, you're right. He's gonna start Sterling. I had the slight doubt in my mind that he might get benched. So I think I think Gonzalo is a great captain, honestly. I the thing is, him. I don't know with Sterling as well. He's starting to build a bit of form. You know, I know he missed that pen, but with this game, you know, he scored. I don't remember how many points he got FPL wise, but uh-huh. does Pep actually bench him when he's starting to build some actual confidence? Because that would just points. be bad man management. Yeah, yeah eleven. No, I I think Sterling starts most likely. He will start because they 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 need him right now. And without KDB, he's he's their main man up front. And um, if it's not Sterling, then. Then I guess it would be like Foden and Mahrez and Bernardo and I, I guess those guys will do fine too. But I think I think Sterling starts this game, but Cancelo will hundred percent start. I agree with you. I don't think anyone's risking his taking his. I think spot. you know what? I think people are starting to overlook Foden. That guy has started a lot of games recently, and he's really cheap. Yeah, that's that is true. 
and he is their top scorer, I think, still. So, yeah, definitely. and like him, Gundogan, and maybe like a Stones Diaz triple up, I think that's the way to go right now. I wouldn't touch any of City strikers, and I wouldn't touch any of their more expensively priced mids. So, I think like two cheap City mids like Foden and Gundogan and a defender is the way to go. Honestly, yeah, that's not a bad shout at all. I mean, right now I'm happy because I had Sterling and Cancelo this week, but next week it could definitely just be like Gundogan, Foden, and just the Stones or DS being the being the best players. So we'll see. Anyways, this next game super exciting. I mean, it is a relegation battle. It's West Brom at home to Fulham. Both teams really fighting for their for the last spot in in the Premier League. So. Who do you think? Who do you think takes this one? Both teams have improved lately. Would you I say mean, West Brom improved from when they lost 5-0? Well, would you say West Brom have improved after top. losing 5-0? I mean, okay, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but, well, before that, they were doing pretty good. Like, they improved a little bit. What was it? They, they beat Wolves 3-2. Yeah, no, I mean, okay, yeah, the 5-0 was an anomaly. Um, I think this game is close. I think it's definitely a close game. Two teams that, you know, they need this win desperately. Mm -hmm. And usually, I think when two teams are going to, like, these two teams are going to be cautious. And usually when that happens, I don't know, I see it going down the middle. I can see, like, a 1-1 draw here. Okay. Yeah, I think Fulham have been a bit better lately. So I I give this one a 2-1 to Fulham. Because, but I think West Brom can definitely score. They've shown they can score some goals lately. So, anyone's gonna get thrashed in City right now. So, I w- I don't hold that against them too much. The thing with Fulham is they're like slowly taking away at points. You know, they're getting these draws, maybe like a win every now and then. Mm-hmm. That's the thing with them. I don't know. I don't think they lose here, but I also don't see them winning. That's why I'm going with the draw. I I see West Brom coming out on top. Um, I think I think they've. Oh, not in, not taking into account the city game. Obviously, they have looked a little bit more creative, um, at least a little bit more creative than Fulham in my eyes. So I, I would say two one or one two one two one to to West Brom. To West Brom, okay. I think I'm backing Fulham. I watched that Fulham Brighton game. Don't ask why. I was bored and I was waiting for the next game, and I just I was watching that. And Fulham could have had a lot of chances. They could have scored a few. And I I, I really like their attacking options. I think Lookman's really good, and a few of the other players are not too bad either. So, I think Fulham just have a bit too much quality. I do back Big Sam, but um, I think Fulham win this game two one. Is this the first time that we've all disagreed? Like we're all going for a different result. I think this is the first time it's happened. It's I was going for a West Brom win. Ahmed going for the Fulham. I'm going for the right down the middle. Didn't that just happen like two seconds ago with Palace and Wolves? Did it? Actually, no. I don't think I went for a wolves. Uh, wolves win. Did you? I I went for a two-one either way. No, you can't say either way, my guy. <laughs> Which one is it? <laughs> you said two-one wolves, bro. That's what you said at first. No, I said two-one palace or two-one wolves. Okay, whatever, bro. But no, anyways, I think we have disagreed all before. But anyways, we'll find out. I guess next week who was right, and that will be interesting to look at. But um, let's move on to this next game before we go into a little break. We have Big Arsenal game. at home to Man United. Prediction. That's going to be a huge game. 
I'm predicting 2-1 us. 2-1 United. I think we're coming out of this Sheffield game. Heads, like, I think we're coming, I think we're going to come out of this Sheffield game with, like, with positives. I think we're going to go into that Arsenal game and really play. Um, I I, I think, I think this is going to be a high scoring game. Well, no, sorry, 2-1. I said 2-1. I'll stick to 2-1. But, um, but but I I I'm I'm leaning towards United in this game. I think Arsenal have been looking very good, and you can argue that they've been playing very well, which they have. Saka has been in great form. Um, but I think United can take this game to Arsenal. Okay, fair enough. I I was I was leaning the complete other way. I think I think the Gunners take this home. I think they went two one. I think I think the more logical choice is. For- to go against Arsenal, but I think we can do it. I, I have a gut feeling about this game. That's it's the well. it's the fan in you, huh? Yeah, I yeah. guess you could say that. Okay. I mean, I think Arsenal looked the far better team based on the last game and maybe the couple before that. They've they've been slowly improving, and now I'm thinking they're they're reaching a nice peak where they can score goals, they can defend well. I think they should probably have Tierney back for this game, maybe Aubameyang back. So they're only going to improve from here. Saka has been sensational. What a player, man! I, I'm I'm obsessed with this guy. He's one of the best young talents in the world right now. Like he's he's great. Lacazette's finally scoring some goals, which is a rare sight in in an Arsenal shirt. He's not yeah, even so Pepe's good. picked up a bit of form as well. Even Pepe scored right, like, and they came from behind last game as well, from one 0 down. Shows they've got some character about them, some fight. Ozil's left, so that's like cleared up some. Some issues in the locker room. Odegaard. Odegaard should be there. Odegaard just signed as well. Who knows if he'll play, but either way, that'll definitely excite the the locker room. That'll put some uh, pressure on Emil Smith Rowe and and the rest of their attacking players who've been doing well. I think I, I I don't know. I'm really high on Arsenal right now. And uh United just look like they're lacking a bit of something recently. And they can't decide who they want to start up front. And like I don't know. I think I think Arsenal win this game two one. Um, for me, right? If you stay think, down the middle, back. You're no, out. no, no. I I will spoil it now. I have a winner for this game. Okay, um, right there. See, I think this this Sheffield game it it kind of made everyone forget how good United have been these past few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw yeah. them destroy Liverpool in the cup. I know it was like three two, but I think United should have won by a lot more than that. And they were on really good form in the league as well. They were second for a reason, you know, and they were first for a bit of time as well. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, Arsenal are also doing really well. Like you can't put that past them. Um, so I think this game is really close. Um, thing with Arsenal is, I don't know, at home, they for some reason, they just tend to not be as expansive as they are um, away from home and they can be more counterattacking. And United away from home are more expansive for some reason. They kind of take advantage of... Um, you know, the counterattack and teams kind of pushing them high up. So I'm kind of backing Io on this one. I'm going 2-1 United. Hopefully Cavani scores. Yeah. I would love to see a Cavani goal from Bruno assist. And it would be typical, wouldn't it, for Arsenal to just start choking out of nowhere on a big game that actually matters. Like you can beat all the smaller teams that you want, but once it comes to, you know, actual pressure, they get fucked. Interesting. Yeah, this will be an exciting one to watch for sure. I think a lot of attacking football, you can expect some goals in a game like this. And uh, I think both teams will want the three points. They're not going to settle for a draw. So 
it should be a good I match. Mean, I, I, I'm j- I just want to put it out there. I wouldn't be surprised if this ends like 2-1 Arsenal. Like this could go either way, but I don't know. Something in me is saying 2-1 Man United. So okay. that's the way I'm leaning. All right, fair enough. I guess we're happy to the fixtures. So we'll take a small little break and uh, we'll be right back with you guys. All right, uh, let's continue with the rest of the games uh, where the Saints are going to host Aston Villa. I personally think it's going to be 2-1 to Aston Villa. Um, I haven't seen Southampton have that same spark that they've had uh, earlier in the season. They do have some injuries. Walker Peters is injured. Romeo is still out. So I, I Grealish has, uh, sorry, Aston Villa Though they conceded three against Burnley, I think that's a little bit of one of those freak results. Um, Grealish did look pretty good in the game from what from the highlights that I saw. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Aston Villa two one. Okay, okay. Well, for me, I'm going more in the in the route of a draw, two two draw, but. I know people hype up Grealish, but here's one sneaky differential who I've been looking at in Aston Villa. And I don't know if you guys would have considered this guy, but Bertrand Traore, what a man. That guy is on some mad form right now. He keeps he's scoring. Really, like he, he, And he's looking, so cheap as well. I think he's a viable alternative to Grealish. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't rule him out completely. I mean, his ownership must be incredibly low. But another one for me, if you're looking at that Aston Villa differential, is Ross Barkley. Yeah, I, I'm a bigger fan true. of Barkley than 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 um, Traore because I feel like Traore could lose his spot to El Ghazi any given week, bro. Because El Ghazi can't but, though; he keeps scoring. <laughs> I mean, you you could have said the same about El Ghazi. He went on a five-game streak where he scored like four, five goals, and then he got benched, and so now he's not. But no, but Ber- I don't think Bertrand Traore has been benched. Like, or if he has, it's been very rarely throughout the season. Like he's pretty yeah. much nailed. That is a good point you make. I just, for one, I don't trust the Villa attack that much. I think if you have to get someone, I think it has to be Grealish. I think, bro, Trore, he's more expensive than Gundogan. Like, think about that. Like, at the end of the day, I'd much rather have Gundogan or even Saka. Yeah, but okay, yeah, yeah, obviously, but that's for a reason, right? Like, Gundogan is a CDM. <laughs> And he he was never supposed to be this good. Like he's just turning yeah, out to be crazy value. Saying. I think that just speaks more of how good Gundogan is than Traore. I think okay, Traore. Okay. Is... But I would say the same about Saka. Like he's nailed down pretty much. He's in an Arsenal team. He's playing much better, and his spots guaranteed. Like more or less, and he's five point four. I'm not comparing him to all these crazy okay. good players. I'm just saying, I'm just saying compared to two, like Grealish, he's two, a good if alternative. If there's two players at his price point who, are, in my opinion, easily better than him, then he that doesn't really make him an option anymore to me. I'm not going to have three, five million mids in my team, you know? Yeah, that's fair enough. And Tuchek as well, another guy who's probably just as good as Traore. Yeah, now that you're saying all these players, I'm seeing how much good value there is in the mid section right now. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, Tuchek, 5.3 million, and he scores goals pretty much every week. So <laughs> he seems pretty pretty good to me. How are all these mids who are not supposed to be all that good? <laughs> They're all popping off right now. Yeah, that's my only thing with someone like Traore. But, and also, like, Villa, I think... This season, they really built their brand on defense. They're a good defensive team now. And um, if it's attacked, Grealish is the one who's going to be involved consistently. But apart from that, like, 
Villa defenders are what look appetizing to me right now. That said, I th- I think this game, I think Villa win this game. I think Southampton have been have been lacking. They're uh, they can't really score goals right now. Their the injuries are affecting them. Their creativity and their defense. I think I think Villa win this game like one 0 I think it's a tight game. I mean, are we forgetting the fact that this game happened? Um, I don't know how many weeks ago it was. I think Villa were at home, and then they were like three 0 down um, to like the eighty fifth minute, yeah, and then Villa scored like that. two goals near the end. Greenwood got like thirteen points Southampton. somehow. This is a very different Southampton side than that one, though, if you ask me. Yeah, of I course, of course, difference. but I don't know. I don't think Southampton have just suddenly turned into a terrible team. I think obviously they they can still compete in this game, and I don't know. I, I got a, I guess a draw right now. Two two draw is my prediction. Fair enough. I got the one nil. What about you, Ayo? Uh, I got the two one Aston Villa. All right. All right so yeah, let's no to Stamford Bridge, mm-hmm. where they're gonna host Burnley. Any thoughts, Kazi? Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Chelsea get their win here. I think, I think, in their first game, they didn't look great. But I think we, you saw a lot of good performances from players who hadn't been performing till that point. I think Jorginho had a good game. Havertz looked much better than I've seen him in a long time. Hudson Odoi looks like he's still playing really well. I think they can build on this momentum, a new manager bounce. And I think, although, yes, I agree, Burnley aren't no pushovers. They've been the decent side. They've just beat Liverpool. They beat, um, they beat Villa. But I think Chelsea still has a lot of quality. I think. I think if they get the right, if he gets the lineup right, they should win this game. And I think um, I'm going with the Chelsea two-one win. I actually had um, the exact same um, scoreline as you. I said two-one Chelsea as well. And I think we forget that Chelsea. Okay, yes, they drew with Wolves, but Wolves are a really good team on their day. So I don't think a nil-nil draw with Wolves is the end of the world, you know. Um, and it's Tuchel's first game in charge, so you know he's always gonna need some time to adapt to his new team i think now with a bit more time in training and getting an eye on certain players i don't know maybe he nails the the lineup a bit more um that being said we forget that burnley are on some decent form right now they're starting to pick up be the burnley that we know so i don't know i think burnley do give them a game i think they make it difficult but the quality in this chelsea team prevails and i think they edge it 2-1 i think i think chelsea have had the opportunity to click far too long this this season I don't think they're gonna I think City will come out on I sorry not City what am I saying Chelsea I think Chelsea will definitely come out on top in this game but I don't think it's gonna be any easy game I see this game being super low scoring um I'm gonna I guess one nil to Chelsea yeah I think that's fair that's a good point this does smell like a low scoring game to me too anyways oh. moving on to the next one I think this one's very high scoring I think, I think Leicester this one is a fun game Leeds. I mean, Leeds need some points on the board. They've been, they don't need them, but they've been, they've been not putting on the same performances they started off the season with. So, I think, I think this game is goals written all over it. I think Barnes gets involved, Madison gets involved. Hopefully, Bamford finally returns. It's been a while. Probably Rafinha because yeah. I got rid of him and he wants to burn me some more. So, I think I think a lot of goals in a game like this. What do you guys think? Um, I'm going for a 2-1 win for Leicester. Um, I think Leeds haven't looked too great, like you said, the way they have looked at the beginning of the season. Um, 
they did look a little bit more lively in the last game with their win over Newcastle, but I think Leicester will be the better team. I think Leeds are going to play Leicester's game uh, throughout this game, which is why I'm going with my Ayose Paris differential. It's why I'm bringing in Madison for this game, um, who's okay. been controlling that Leicester team. Um, so I'm going 2-1 for Leicester. I think Leicester take the three points. You know, the thing about Bielsa teams is statistically in the second half of the season, they just kind of slow down performance-wise. And um, if you look at the way Leeds play, you can kind of see why that is because like the, the style of play that they have, for example, is typical Bielsa style. It's like heavy running, you know, you get a lot of injuries and teams just kind of burn out. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I'm expecting to see Leeds to kind of slow down. And I don't know what that means because it's not like they're very high up on the table right now. So I don't know if, if it's a statistical trend, maybe Leeds could um, be in a bit of relegation danger, but I don't know. I'm not willing to, not really. to bet that far. I don't know. I'm not willing to bet that far. I think they're a quite a decent team. And um, I know I'm talking about Leeds a lot and not Leicester, and that's for a reason. And that's because this is my shock prediction of the week, boys. I'm going Leeds to beat Leicester 2-1. And right. don't ask me why, because I don't know why. It's more of a gut feeling. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think Leicester looks so good against Everton. And I, I also think – I also have a Leeds win on this game. I actually have Leeds winning 3-1. No way. Yeah. I think, I think this game ends up being very high scoring, and I think that, Le- that goes into Leeds' favor. I think that's what they want out of a game. They don't want a close battle. And I think uh, – once they start scoring some goals, I think I think we see Dallas get involved. Rafinha, Bamford, I think Leeds win this game through one. Thing is, though, you know when you just look at your, your FPL team and you see, like, a certain fixture and it's, like, inside you're like, oh, I don't know about that one. You know, you just see, like, L-E-I and then in, in between brackets away and it's like, oh, that's not, I don't know, is there points in that game? I don't know. Just from, like, looking at it in that perspective, it's like, I don't know. Should I start Dallas? Should I not? Kind of makes me think twice, but it's like, yo, Leeds could really, they could get something from this game, you know? So I don't know. I, I have a choice between who to start this week in defenders-wise, but I think I'll go with Dallas. Yeah, I would go with that too. I think uh, I think Dallas attacking, that's the only reason though. Because I don't, I don't see a lot of defense in a game like this. I think this game, both teams go for each other's neck. And uh, yeah, I, I'm going, I'm yeah, starting Yeah, Bamford oh. better start scoring, dude. What the hell is going on with Bamford? Slow down big time. Yeah, for yeah, sure. He really has. He hasn't scored in like what the last like five weeks or something. Even in the yeah. five 0 win, he didn't score. He got a couple of assists, but he didn't score. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on to the next game. We have West Ham hosting Liverpool, the champions. I mean, West Ham have been very impressive lately. You can't deny it. They've been very good. They've been getting results. They've been keeping clean sheets. Yeah, Antonio's been back in that squad. He's made a huge difference for them. Yeah. All that said, though, I think Liverpool, this is exactly the result they needed. A big win against Tottenham. And I don't know if I'm biased, but I think that'll spur on a nice bit of form. Obviously, Matip's injured now, which sucks. But uh, again, I, yeah. is he like going to be out for this game for sure? Yeah, yeah. He's out, which is tough. And Fabinho's out too, isn't he? Uh, Fabinho hopefully is back for his next game. I don't know for sure. He was out for this one, so I yeah. don't even know who they play in defense anymore. Maybe Klopp played center back. <laughs> it was Henderson, and then, then the, the the other guy came on. The 
Like, I'm sorry, but that's a terrible center back pairing. You got like a young kid, you know, he's not very experienced. And then you've got Hendo, who's not even a center back. You're right. That defense is vulnerable. It's not great. And that's why I think West Ham get a goal. But at the same time, they they still beat Spurs with that team. And I think, I think that, I think the confidence will have Trent finally going on the score sheet. I think that might, we might see a lot more creativity from Trent now, some more confidence in his attack. I think Liverpool win this game. I don't know. Maybe just the fan in me, but I think Liverpool win 2 1. I was actually leaning the same way as you. I think Liverpool win this game, mainly for the same reasons that you said. I think from this game, they take a lot of confidence. They were kind of down in the dumps um, with that terrible form that they had. But I don't know. I think this game could be like that one game that kickstarts like a winning run, you know, and um, as good as West Ham have been, I don't know. I think Liverpool attack them. I don't think the, the defensive, you know, injuries that they've had will make that big of a difference when you have attacking players you know sometimes your attack is just you're attacking a team so much that you don't even have to defend and i think that's going to be kind of the case yeah. here i think two no win for liverpool i agree um, two one for <clears throat> yeah i'm with fact i think this is going to be a liverpool game um i was on a two nil victory for liverpool all right all right all right cool we all agree um Next up, we have Brighton at home to Spurs. We have Spurs without Harry Kane. What do you guys think this means for Tottenham? I, you I know, when I made this prediction, I, I made it with Kane, so I might have to change it now. Okay. Alio, yeah. what do you think? I, orig- I originally predicted 2-0, and I'm still going to hold on to that 2-0. Um, I think we're probably going to see Son up top. All right, last but not least, we have Brighton at the AMX hosting Tottenham Hotspurs, a Tottenham Hotspurs without Harry Kane for the first time this year. Aya, what do you think? How does a game like that go? I'm going to stick to my original prediction and go 2-0 uh, for Spurs. I think um, Spurs didn't look too bad against Liverpool today, I don't, and I think they're going to react to that game. I know Mourinho is going to want a reaction from his players. So even with Kane out, um, although he is a big, big part of that Spurs Spurs play, and Dumbley is playing quite well, uh, Bergwijn had a re- decent, quite a decent game today, um, and I'm sure we'll see Son kind of adopt that goal striker role more with the abs- with Kane's absence. So I'm going to stick to a two nil win for Spurs, um, and and it makes Son look a lot more attractive for me as a captain choice. Yeah, I was just going to say that. What does this mean for Son FPL-wise? If he's probably going to be playing striker, this probably makes him... I don't know if it makes him a must-have, but it definitely makes him more appealing. For sure. I mean, usually I would agree that Son without Kane, meaning he's playing number nine, would make him more appealing. But this season, like Kane is so key to Spurs' creativity. It makes me think he's actually less appealing to me because... I'm just thinking, like, who's giving him these chances now at this point for Son? Like, and Dumbbell. Yeah, yeah that's a really good point. Step up. I, I know you can argue that, but when it's against Brighton. That's true. Brighton's pretty shit. I think that I think they'll find a way to find Son, you know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> speaking of Brighton, for this game, I got another shock prediction. You know what? Before Kane was out, I was going to go a Spurs win. Because Kane is such a big, you know, part of the way Spurs play. But without him, I don't know what they do. Because 
he's the one that kind of drops deep, creates chances. You know, he makes these crazy 30-yard passes that you don't expect from a striker. I don't know. I think without him, they suffer a lot more. So, I don't know. If Kane was in there, I think they win. But without him, I'm going to go for a Brighton 2-1 win. Very cheeky. Very, very cheeky. Very cheeky. Yes. And I will probably look really stupid come next podcast. But, yeah. Can't wait. YOLO. Yeah, I can't wait for that for sure. But, yeah, I think I think Spurs struggle to score here. But Brighton are so shit. Like, watching their game, I just realized they cannot score a goal for the life of them. So, I think Spurs can have a nice. Yes, but you know game. what's what's happening now? Lamptey's coming back, so that might change things. Yeah, it's still a Spurs game. He'll be rusty. I think I think I think Spurs win this game. I think it's a slow game with no, no goals or very little goals, and I think that plays into Spurs' hands. And I think they can they can scruff out a one 0 result and be pretty happy with a with a three points and a win. You're gonna go one 0 Yeah, one 0 to Tottenham. Okay. Yeah. So that's so, a wrap up a wrap up for the games. Yeah, let's move into captaincy real quick. What are you guys' thoughts this week? I already said bro Cancelo captain. Let's get it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, the assets uh the the city city assets look good for sure against Sheffield. Uh-huh. Erling for sure it looks like a good option if, if he starts. Um I'm bit, I don't I mean, really see who else you'd captain in, in any other fixture. Maybe Kane if he was still playing, but now that yeah, he's not. So uh, I was going to just say, um, I had previously done my team or like at least had an original thought about it, and I had Kane as my captain. Uh, obviously, now with his absence, um, I'm kind of looking at Bruno and Son. Um, I think United can win against Arsenal 2-1. I think... Spurs can win 2-0 against Brighton. I don't see why not, why each of these players can get at least one goal on the score sheet in these games. So, yeah. um, with the help of some bonus points, I think these guys could be looking at a, a quite a decent week. Wait, you know what, guys? I've just been thinking while I hear Io speak about, you know, King being out and stuff. Last time Mourinho said a key player was injured, look what the fuck happened. Son actually played the next game. I'm just saying, I don't know. I wouldn't trust Marino's word right now. You know, I'll probably... No, no, no. I would not trust Marino's word right now. I would not be surprised at all if Kane is fine for next game. We've seen this done so many times. (laughs) This time and last time. The thing is, last time, last time, it was Son who got rested after 45 minutes when he was playing against Newcastle. So first thought they had that game wrapped up. Marino really just yes, but you saw you saw that Kane finished the half and like he was still playing, like he wasn't hobbling or anything. I think no, they took him off as a precaution. He's not I'm not saying this is a hundred percent, you know, happening, but you never know. I I just don't no, trust no, Mourinho. No. I'm sorry. No one's taking off Perry Kane against Liverpool. It doesn't matter about the rest or anything. You're not resting anyone against Liverpool. That means Kane's injured, injured. Or I'm not saying it was a rest. Game. I'm saying, yes, maybe he is injured, but the severity of it might be downplayed. You know what I mean? Or it's being overplayed publicly, but it's not as bad publicly. Would you really be that surprised? Like, he did this last time. He said, Son, I don't know. I guess we'll see. And then he played and scored, like, two goals, got, like, 20-something points. It's crazy. I would be that surprised. I can pretty much bet my house to Kane's not playing this next game. <laughs> or else, he, he, if, if there was any way that they could use Kane against Liverpool, they would use Kane against Liverpool. They needed him. Like, Kane is so essential to Spurs this year. 
without him, they're they're okay. Like, fine, but if he plays next over. game, like I am fucking FPL Nostradamus. Like, <laughs> all right, all right. Can, no one can ever doubt me. Fair enough. Fair enough. I like the Bruno shout, Io. I think I think if the United Arsenal game does end up being high scoring, it's about time Bruno gets a big return. I could see it happening. Similarly, I think Mo Salah. I think against West Ham. He could definitely get on the score sheet. He was unlucky to get that goal called out today uh, for that Firmino. We need to I talk about Mo Salah. I have been overlooking uh, Salah in this. Yeah. I mean, I no longer own him, but I'm kind of regretting it already based on this Liverpool performance. I think Salah could get back in the goals very soon. Yeah, but his recent form doesn't suggest that. I mean, not playing-wise, but returns-wise. He hasn't returned in like six weeks straight, which is crazy yeah, but- for him. And uh, uh, yeah, I'm agreeing with you on that. But like, if you look at the FA Cup game, he scored that brace against United. Yeah, um, exactly. Two great finishes. Uh-huh. And then today, Mane played extremely well as well, which he might have great. taken, which might have taken a little bit away from Salah. But if you have Mane instead of Salah, then he's another another really good choice, actually. Oh yeah, yeah. For sure. I haven't been looking at this fixture at all, but Salah did score a great goal today as well. Which was unlucky to be uh, VAR like uh, disallowed, yeah, like disallowed. you said. Um, so yeah, I've been I've been overlooking Salah, but I think that might be the best option for me. You can never overlook Mo Salah. He is the king of FPL, and he's earned that title. Yeah, so. but the thing is, when when you look at a captaincy option, I think also you have to see like the most likely outcome for a game. So you kind of try to predict the scoreline, right? And it's like, do you see Liverpool scoring a lot of goals in that game? Like, I see it being a relatively close game. I still, I said 2 0, which is like, all right, fine. But I don't think Salah gets both those goals. And there's a chance he's not involved in either one. Like today, they scored three and he wasn't involved at all. I think, I think if I was playing the chances, the odds, I think Salah will get involved. If Liverpool's scoring, I think that's a safe bet. And, um, yeah, but like on the other hand, like I'm just I'm just weighing it up because I have Salah, right? But I think I'll go Cancelo just because I see a clean sheet there, so there's more safety, you know, mm-hmm. like like a lower base kind of thing. Like you have something to build off of, and Cancelo could always get an assist and rack up like maybe 12, 13 points, you know. Salah, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's I, kind I, of a I lottery. I can't believe you're arguing Cancelo against Salah in this. Now, yeah, exactly. Now Salah, no, but okay. I would, I wouldn't usually do this, but the fixture, you <laughs> have to, doing, you have to look man. at the fixtures. There's guys like Salah and Bruno around. Like I understand the what you're saying. So much the the probability of like Cancelo at least banking six points in this fixture um, is more like might be a little bit safer than Salah, but. Man, if, if Liverpool continue, because now they're starting to find a little bit more rhythm in the final third. Um, we've seen Trent and uh, get involved again. Um, man, I think Liverpool... But that was one game. Yeah, two games, man. Like, they, they scored two goals against United. I mean, they definitely didn't play as well, but they still found the net twice by Salah. And then Mane was in great form today. Um I think I think Liverpool are gonna be a good uh, are gonna are gonna go for this uh, game because they've been dropping too many points. I mean, you should have seen how like how happy Klopp was when he saw Liverpool get that third goal. I think I think there's a change of mentality in that changing room, and I think it's gonna come now. And I think West Ham are gonna be a victim of it. Yeah, I fully agree with you. I think that's, that's a fair point. 
Also, some some differential captains. I mean, if you have any Chelsea player that you're feeling confident starting, they have a good enough fixture. Also, uh, DCL or James Rodriguez. I mean, they are playing Newcastle, who pretty much are the whooping boys right now. So, I could see those guys being nice differential options. Uh, I have, uh, also, who do you have your eyes on? No, I was. Uh, I just wanted to mention my differential captain would be not that I'm going to captain him, but James Madison. Mm-hmm. Um, I think against Leeds, that's a, a game for him to score a goal and get an assist, perhaps. Um, I'm so I'm bringing him into my team, like I said earlier. But uh, I probably will not give him the armband. But if you want to go for a, a high differential captain, I wouldn't blame you for looking at him. If I had to go for a differential captain, I'd probably make it a Chelsea player. Uh, and I think Giroud is probably going to be the one that's rotated out of that team. And I think Abraham comes in. And uh, I know it doesn't mean much, but in the cup, he scored a hat trick. So, you know, he's coming off a bit of confidence. So, I don't know, maybe Tammy is my... Uh, Sneaky differential this week. Not that I would advocate for actually captaining yeah. him, but I mean, if you have no choice, I wouldn't be yeah. too disheartened, I guess. Yeah, that could be a shout for sure. I, I, I really like that Leeds Leicester fixture. I think someone like Bamford or Madison or Barnes could have a big haul this week. So I think there could be goals there or Cabral Lewin as well. I, I really like him. And I, I have him in my team, so I'm actually considering him. We'll see. All right, I guess that's it for this week, boys. Any closing remarks? Let's just hope I have a better week. Or I'm probably going to consider quitting FPL, close down my account, yeah. <laughs> or just leave like a set and forget team and never look at it again. 33 I, points I just bro, need never my again. I just need my captain to, to give me a nice return. I feel like I've been hitting my captains all wrong for so long now. Uh-huh. And it's so sad because I feel like I haven't been doing too bad, but I'm just yeah. captaining the wrong player every time. Yeah, I think the 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 one captain that like I don't know the most popular captain pick is usually not the right one. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's always someone that you don't expect that returns, you know, a crazy oh, amount yeah. of points. Can I can I just say I completely forgot to mention this earlier, but this game week was the record for the most captains, like for the player with the most captain that armbands given uh bruno fernandez really? was two was captained by 2.7 million oh wow that's crazy yeah i'm, I'm not fully like, surprised by that because it was only that one fixture that on paper that looked yeah like no I, I i wasn't surprised at all i think it was like in the top 10k um bruno fernandez was so highly captained that uh like you would only if you were to get 10 points you would only benefit 1.4 that's incredible. Well, yeah, I mean, it's crazy to think how far Bruno's come that he's taken that record. I mean, you would think it's on someone like Salah or De Bruyne, but there yeah, you go, Bruno Fernandez, the most captained player in FPL. Well, yeah, thanks for that, Bruno. Thanks for that fucking two pointer. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah, disgusting. Yeah. Disgusting. I think, the, game. I think the pressure got to him. I think he played some FPL. That probably explains it. <laughs> Captain himself. Yeah, well done, Bruno. Great job, mate. All right, then. We'll see you soon.